This one's filled with caramel or caramel. It is studded with a like a, a lion crest on it. Man, Godiva really wants to like go all out. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello everyone, welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're going to talk Sony's universe of Marvel characters. <laughs> that is <laughs> officially what official, it's called. Yep. If that was the official name, that'd be hilarious. That is, that is actually. So we're going to oh talk about that. Oh my gosh. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe IMAX Marathon is going on later this month, Mike. <sighs> Prepare your eyeballs. Get new contact lenses. Go back to the optometrist. You're going to need you new glasses. You don't need to go to vacation ever again at work. You're going to use all your vacation time watching these movies. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about what Disney has planned for its streaming service. Some details oh. have officially come out on that and more. Yeah, uh, you know, are we talking about? Okay, we are talking about the DC streaming service. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So since we have a, since we have it in our notes, I'll wait till that rolls up. So yep. man, so many streaming services. <laughs> I realize I've been paying for HBO now for the last like three or four months, and I don't think we've used it in a while. So I like, well, they always have a better selection mm-hmm. of movies. I feel like. Um, so I went on, and for the first time, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I watched Predator. I'd never seen Predator. The original before. one, okay. Yeah, the original. And I watched it yesterday. I wanted to have like some context for. I don't really need to see the new movie that's coming out, but you know, I've seen all the Alien movies, so I was like, they kind of cross over in those weird like versus movies. So I was like, I'll go watch Predator, and like, man, it was like the special effects do not hold up. Unfortunately, it's not kind of like one of those like classic sci-fi movies where like you know you just use this the the special effects to just kind of plus up a scene like the active camouflage like may have been groundbreaking in like 87 for that movie but oh it looks very weird now but at the end of the movie when kind of like the predators and all like practical makeup and everything like finding arnold it works it works really well and um Man, there's like there's like this iconic scene that I've been seeing all my life, and I never know where it was from. But it was when Arnold and um, um, uh, Carl Weathers do the handshake at the beginning of the movie. Man, their guns are gigantic. I never knew Carl Weathers was like almost literally as ripped as Arnold. Like back in the day, they like thunderclap handshake, and like their biceps are like the entire frame of the screen. And I was like, whoa! I audibly said <laughs> whoa out loud. No one else is in the room with me. It was like that shocking. So I had to memorialize that in like a gif. So well, it's, go, it's, go. that's the testosterone just beaming off the screen oh, right man. in your eyes, man. It was crazy, and I think the the I think the my favorite part about the movie was just how simple and pared down it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like in any movie that would come out now, you would have the like this long detailed backstory about who Arnold's character is, why he's so grizzled and tough, and like just before he kills the predator, like he flashes back to his daughter dying or something like that. Like you don't know like really Jack about Arnold in this movie at all. Like you just know he's just a badass and he was recruited to do a job and he got kind of screwed over. So I like how about about how straightforward it was and you got to learn just about him emotionally throughout the movie. I don't know, but like it's not <laughs> groundbreaking, but it's it's just fun. Just I, watch it for that handshake. I, I don't yeah, I don't know <laughs> if anyone's going to describe Predator as an emotional journey uh, ever again, Mike, but I mean, I appreciate you you taking the time to watch it. I mean, Arnold lets out a pretty primal scream at the end of the movie to like draw the predator towards his mm. bonfire so 
It gets it gets pretty it, primal. It is, it is a very like cat and mouse style movie. After you know the intro, where you know you get to see Arnold hiding in the mud and all that other stuff. So uh, I, I think you know minus the special effects, I, I still think the story on that one's really really yeah. good. And you don't even know a whole lot about the Predator either. I'm sure he has a whole lore that is like developed in like comic books and stuff like that, especially when it connects with um, <laughs> like the Alien franchise, which I'm sure I don't. Someone's probably yelling right now saying, oh, that's not canon. That's not canon. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's very straightforward. <laughs> Simpler times back when you didn't need to explain the backstory of every character in the movie. Otherwise, yeah. you get Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. So, um, <laughs> that is the truth. So basically, what I'm saying now is, I'm going to try to watch one of those Alien versus Predator movies, and then you got to watch Predator Two. You have to watch Predator Two now. Okay, with Danny Glover. It's got Danny Glover in it. Yeah, I was surprised that there was no fourth Predator movie. I know that there's like there was a Predator that I think came out in like 2010. Yeah, Predators. Like, yeah, I never, I, I didn't watch. I don't know anything about it. But I was kind of half expecting like a like a 1990s Predator movie, like maybe in the later 90s or something. But I guess it just went Predator 1, Predator 2. Then there was a drought for a long time. So yeah. who knows? Well, there you go. Enough Predator talk. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> what uh, did you get up to this weekend, Chris? Um, I played some video. I played Grand Theft Auto this week. I was like, what did I do Friday? Uh, my friend Andrew came over. We, we had two Xboxes in one room, just like the good old days. Oh, good old land parties. Play, playing Grand Theft Auto Five uh, online. But it was just us in there, so it was, it was kind of fun. Uh, and then got into some board games yesterday. Have you ever played Logo Game? The logo no, game? I, I haven't. It's like a board game where you, like, you're given like tips on logos or slogans or stuff like that. But they have a new version called Logo Party. And then uh, it's actually pretty hard. I don't know a lot of those companies that were in there. I'm like, I need to do some research. Um and then today I play Pokemon. It's my community day Pokemon. So it's been a, it's been a nerdy weekend. I gotta give a shout out to uh, a friend of mine listening to the show. His name's Alan. Um, I gave every time I get a collector core. Alan's got a young son. He may be like four or five years old. So I give him I gave him some old comic books a couple years ago in a box. Uh, he won the uh, Smash Brothers tournament. I think he got our prize from us. One Whoa, of those nice! Um, and so I, this this time I gave him a little bath time Deadpool keychain. <laughs> and um, a, a little Marvel bandana, like a little headband bandana for him. And uh, he drew me a picture today of Spider-Man. It says, thank you, you are cool. Oh, that's out. rad. So that's I've got so that cool. right here. I told him I was going to take it home and put it in my office when I record my podcast. So, um, yeah, he he was out. He was he was toughing through the heat and the 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 Pokemon crowd to, to hang out with us today. So <laughs> Well, enough of your heartwarming story yeah, I know, because right? I, I, I downloaded uh, Shovel Knight. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't played. I haven't played it yet, so I don't have much to say. But this is my plug to say: subscribe to the Superhero Slate podcast because next week I'll let you know how Shovel Knight's going. Even mm-hmm. though it's been out for years and everybody loves it already, but if you want to know my opinion, the one that really matters, tune in next week. Yeah, tune in next week. I think I think the biggest surprise for Mike on Shovel Knight is games still can exist under 200 megabytes. Oh my gosh! Like I know, I know it's like an older retro 8-bit style, but I would at least think that like oh maybe the audio files are like you know super high def premium and you know and since it's like a modern game on hard drives you don't have to worry about compressing it or something but they com- they chunked it all down like you put that on a couple floppy drives i think so i was really imp- <laughs> i was really imp- actually i don't even know how much a floppy holds wasn't it like 1.8 i think it was like you had to get like one of those like big zip drives to like what get to 32 megabytes or uh-huh. something so maybe a couple zip drives out there. Yeah. But yeah, I was impressed. So well, I downloaded that bad boy, and I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's been a pretty uh, nerdy weekend all around for us in here. But, but we're not here right. to be nerds. We're here to give news. 
Okay. <laughs> no, we're here to be nerds. Oh yeah, we're we're here to be nerds with news. That's the yeah, name. We're, we're gonna nerds. rename the show, Mike. Nerds with news. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Uh, first up, I think uh, uh, this surprises me, but I'm not really surprised. I don't know how. I, but Batwoman is coming to the CW later this year mm-hmm. in a crossover with Arrow, and they've cast <clears throat> Batwoman as Ruby Rose. Um, yeah. You might know her from John Wick Two. I think she's a. Is she coming up in the new Predators movie? Maybe. I don't uh, po- possibly she I think she was more introduced to the mainstream well at least to me in uh, one of the previous seasons of Orange the New Black mm-hmm. kind of when that show was kind of st- still like in the zeitgeist from uh, Netflix so uh, yeah she's making a lot of big action waves I, I don't I don't keep track of her uh, cinema her cinematography history uh-huh. but I think she's been in a lot of kind of like rough and tumble female roles so it seems like she's gonna have the I hate it when people say this because it's just like you can't just look at the physicality on screen and just say like oh they're they, they'll have the physicality for it because you know there's always stunt doubles but i feel like she'll have the physicality for the role so hopefully it's pretty action-packed um then also she's getting her whole her own tv s- series after it too it's not yeah. just going to be in the crossover so that makes me think you know that was a way to kind of get maybe a, a little bit more of an a-lister from cinemas on the yeah. on the television and also television and and tv is kind of uh blending lines anyway like you know you can do anything now it doesn't matter you don't look down on the cw anymore yeah they got all those shows you want that cw money yeah exactly i mean they they will they will almost give anyone a show on there so <laughs> um but yeah no i mean i she's in the meg is what i was thinking of that just came out uh, okay uh, this, gotcha. i was like it's something very close so uh, she's no stranger to action films, and you know, including Resident Evil, the latest triple X movie, which we all saw. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then John Wick and the Meg. So I mean, she is she's known for more recently being an action star kind of thing. Um, so uh, you know, bringing Batwoman an action kind of star to the Batwoman roles, fine with me. I mean, yeah. That's... Well, something I wasn't very familiar with because um, I'm not super familiar with Batwoman, mm-hmm. but apparently the uh, the uh, character is um, is gay, and I think uh-huh. Ruby Rose is also. So that kind of casting fits with the personality culture of the character. So I guess a lot of people are really excited about that when I saw the announcement on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She is uh, the act. The um, Kate Kane, I believe, is the one they're going to go with. Who who is has a sexual orientation uh, of, of being a lesbian. So uh, that was a big deal, I think, more recently uh, in the comic books. I think in the like the 2009-2010 era, so more recently. So, yeah, uh, we don't know what they're going to do with her. And actually, her TV show's not greenlit yet, um, but they're probably going to greenlight that, that show so quick after the crossover. <laughs> Yeah, and also I think I, I I saw a headline somewhere that said they're pretty pretty positive that Batman's probably never going to show up on the big screen uh, or, the or like the, the small screen, the small silver screen, whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah, unless, so. not even in Gotham. Yeah, probably well, not in technic- Gotham. I guess technically, Bat. I, they'll probably just show like show like a a corner of his cowl at the very end of the last season of Gotham. Oh well, I mean they've talked about that forever, but they they ended up adding Superman to Supergirl for a couple episodes. So yeah, I think that was out of desperate ratings ploy. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you never know what's going to happen here, Mike. Uh-huh. Um, but speaking of shows on the CW, The Flash has debuted a new costume, an updated costume for season five. Here, I don't know if you've seen uh-huh. this yet or not. Yeah, I'm checking it out. Um, so it's a little, it's a little more streamlined. Um, this poster, I don't think, does it any justice. It looks kind of loose and kind of meh on it. But you can notice he's got the like the lines down his helmet to make him look a little more intimidating, and he's got a gold belt on in this one as well. I yeah, think the gold a- belt's new. 
Yeah, there was actually some controversy wrapped around this costume, too, because we over here at the Superhero Slate have, like, an inside source to The Flash and some of the other CW shows. And um, the first picture of the costume, which I don't think they were planning on releasing it this soon, but the first costume was actually leaked by somebody that was, like, in the room during, like, a costume test fitting. So that uh, dropped online because I saw that on Twitter or no Instagram like earlier this week yeah. and it's not a very flattering picture of Grant Gustin because he's just in a costume fitting he's like caught off guard by I'm assuming an employee I believe that was working because I don't know how else you get into that room to, and to like sneak a pic yeah. so um, he basically just makes him look really slim and his and his neckline looks like very very slender so a lot of people were like saying like oh my god Grant Gustin must be anorexic he's so tiny he's so slim huh. and uh, he finally Fired back saying that like you know hey you can't you can't just like body shame people for like a test fitting of a superhero costume uh, so they kind of released a more official uh, costume update by through like yeah. I think it was Grant's Instagram account yeah, and then he, like, he's put up a couple I, photos this week yeah and now they have like this updated like official one that it it looks pretty good to me um, I know I don't know if we said it on the show. But uh, I know the post-production department was looking forward to a costume that was a little bit more fabric-oriented so they didn't have all the squeaking, like, weak, 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 when he's, like, running and moving around. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, it's not a huge, it's not a drastic change. Like, this isn't like, oh, my God, the Flash went to a different color scheme or something. So it's pretty in, in par with it. But, I mean, it looks, again, like I said, more fabric-y, and it'll probably look pretty good on, on screen when he's moving around in it, so... Um, I think the gold belt was like the biggest thing. I think they added. I think it's yeah. gonna come out of his finger, like a ring this time as well. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like all of these CW shows kind of they they slowly always try to trend the costume every season a little bit more towards like uh like the comic book because like when you put like the comic book like a, a illustrated character on live action screen it's always jarring because it's you know it's relatively like cartoonish so you kind of have to gradually move yourself there until it kind of fits in with the world so this looks cool though i like it yeah 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 i mean i it's, it's definitely uh it's all right with me so there you go there's a flash thing uh, Doom Patrol, this, you, know, you were talking about something on the DC Universe here. Did you want to drop that uh-huh. first, or did you want to talk about Doom Patrol first? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really necessarily news. It was, I keep seeing a lot of updates from um, the DC streaming service uh, in my Twitter account, because, you know, when they announced the service, you know, I followed them. So they, they're doing, like, all these, like, half-hearted, like, sales pitches almost for this series. They're like, hey, guess what? You're going to be able to watch all of these old Wonder Woman shows on this network. And, oh, also, we're going to put, like, this other old TV series that you you know didn't really care about. So I'm just, like, I'm getting a little worried that there's not a whole lot to sell this which mm-hmm. makes sense while they're, why, why they were trying to sell like 15 months of this ahead of time because I was kind of hoping when they launched the series, like it would ha- launch the streaming service, it would have everything. Not only like the Titan show, but it would also be ready to go with uh, the new season of Young Justice. We wouldn't have to wait like months for that until next year. And I was hoping it would have all of the DC movies. I wouldn't watch them, but that would be at least a plus. You know, you could watch Wonder Woman and hopefully Aquaman as soon as it dropped to uh, digital you know, and like it maybe some of the old like Nolan Batman movies and like everything. I just wanted the whole catalog that they had under their belt to go to DC. And it just doesn't seem like they're really worried about adding that stuff very quickly or at the very beginning. So 
I, I feel like the 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 price is going to be really important. I don't know if we know exactly how it's how much it's going to be monthly yet. Yeah, I, they don't have they just have the seventy five dollar for fifteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm probably less worried about it because I think you know a lot of people who are getting into this are probably not newer people who have already owned these movies. Like if if someone's going to get into this and they're very serious, they probably already own all the new DC movies. They're like I already have it on my other thing, so I don't need to stream it immediately so finding those older shows available to watch because you can't go on to netflix or hulu or amazon and, and pick up batman the animated series you know to watch digitally right now so i think they're just pushing that because a lot of those are not available on other streaming services right now like hey we pulled these so what are you gonna what are you gonna do here um i i'd like to see more of what they're offering before i sign up for anything i don't think i think 15 months is a huge commitment well, it looks like uh, I'm, I'm actually on their landing page right now, and it's going to be seven ninety nine a month, which I think is kind of what we were almost guessing it was going to be. Okay, they, too. they have that already? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's up. It's not available yet. You know, it says fall 2018, so we got a little bit longer to wait, but I think it would have been better if they would have launched right. with maybe two series instead of one series, but, you know, I guess... Uh, I guess they they gotta do what they gotta do. So, well, would you rather have two series now and wait a year for something new, or at least space them out every three months while they get this going? Because they're not they're, they don't have the Netflix money to to put something out every month, um, like Netflix does. I mean, would you rather have two at the beginning and then wait, or just space them out so every three months or so you're at least getting something new? I rather have uh, two new series every three months. This is uh, this is definitely a, a consumer's market for sure because they're competing with uh, Netflix, who's putting out like original series like every other day, and Amazon and Hulu. So they definitely have an uphill battle. Do you, so we'll, you, we'll you see think? Do you think this is in competition with that though? Because it's a very niche offering. Oh yeah, I think it's in competition just because we've we've actually seen like other smaller streaming services like fall to the wayside, like. Places like a CISO have crumbled, uh, and some other like streaming services are actually getting bought up by bigger corporations. So we don't really know exactly what's going to happen to them. I think Crunchyroll uh, is technically uh, under a subsidiary of AT and T now, so there's a lot of shifting out there. So um, yeah, the landscape is crazy. We'll see. We'll see how DC Universe fares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go on record. I don't think DC Universe compares to Netflix or Hulu. It's not like, hey, which one am I going to go to? Simply because like you have to be specifically looking for DC content to get this. Um, so I think this is more of a line, like kind of a subscription box. So like, you know, like, oh, I want to get my Rick and Morty gear every month or whatever. Like that's kind of what I liken it to. So. Uh, I don't know what the goals are, but there is a you lot know, of you, pictures. You know, you just pitched something that probably will happen. We probably will see a loot crate streaming service, and it's <laughs> it sounds ridiculous now, but every it's month happen. it's a, every month it's a new theme on there. You can only watch those shows for that month. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, it just add like bolt on another five dollars to your loot crate subscription, and not only are you getting physical items, you're also getting a streaming service where you can watch like all of this extra content. It's gonna happen. I already, it's yeah. already out there. there it's we, out there in the world. There we go. I'm trying to look All at right. some of these pic- Some of these pictures are really interesting in this DC Universe landing page. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, because I see like ba- Gotham by Gaslight is like one of their brand new animated movies, and it's up there. Unless that's a comic book cover. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Um, Doom Patrol is kind of what we were going with here. Um, uh, the <laughs> actor uh, Joyvan Wade, who was uh, in, recently in the first Purge as a star, has been cast as a cyborg for this show. <laughs> a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> So he will be cyborg in Doom Patrol, and I think they said 
Doom Patrol is going to focus more on putting these five weird people together. So um, we'll, we'll see what how big a role he plays in or how much CG they're going to need for him in this one. Probably, probably cover him up in cloaks and computer screens pretty easily. Uh, but the villain is going to be uh, Mr. Nobody. Um, if you do a Google search for Mr. Nobody, Mike, you're going to see he looks like some weird cartoon character. Um, so I don't know how faithful they're going to stick to that, but he is seeking vengeance on the person he holds responsible for the failed experiment that caused condition, which in addition to his insanity has left him stuck between two dimensions. So, uh, in the comic books, I think he has the ability to cause insanity in other people, which feeds into his insanity. Um, did, did you did, did you do a Google on the mic just now? Oh, that sounds uh, pretty insane. I did not do a Google. You should do but a I was, Google. <laughs> but, I, but I was thinking about Cyborg because uh, I was scrolling through our notes and I, I, I didn't see we have – we don't have really a robust DC news this week. But um, everyone may have forgotten about the, the big screen version of Cyborg. I don't even remember the guy's name. Was it like Ray Fisher or something or am I just making the actors is it, up in my head right uh, now? Is it Ray maybe? Uh, I want to say it was Ray Stone. But I could be horribly wrong. Uh, yeah. I'm going to look it up. What do you yeah, got? Continue but, on. But but he was uh, quoted saying that uh, he doesn't plan on going anywhere. So apparently there is some still development talks out there at Warner Brothers with him. I don't know Ray if he's really a sta- yeah. I don't know if he's like standalone movie material, but it seems like they're still trying to hold on to some bits of vestige of the of the Justice League movie. So uh, good luck with that, Ray Fisher. Well, uh, I, maybe maybe you'll get to cross paths with your other cyborg friend someday. I I don't uh, feel cyborg can carry a big movie on his own. Like that that was always my concern i mean not with that origin i mean we basically got his origin in justice league and it was not very compelling (laughs) did we even get an origin he's i think he just showed up he's like yeah i got to a wreck and they put the box on me i mean his whole origin was the MacGuffin boxes so uh, see i've already forgotten about that they could have just told me yeah and this is this is cyborg he's a robot dude now Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't know we'll see but doom patrol is moving moving along here we're gonna see what they do with mr nobody and and he, Mr. Nobody looks like Mr. Game and Watch from the old. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what I was thinking of. So maybe this is just a back channel Smash Brothers announcement. You know, they they announced that King K. Rule yeah. uh, this week. So <laughs> yeah, and they killed and they killed him. Luigi. So oh my god, they they killed Luigi. They just straight up killed him. Yeah, I watched a uh, somebody was was recording. I guess there's some Nintendo stores around the world that I've never been to before. Uh, so I don't know what country this was in, but they were they were live streaming the uh, Super Sm- Super. Smash Brothers like announcement um, at some of these Nintendo stores, and somebody was recording it, so you kind of got to see the audience reaction. And man, the people like when Luigi died, they're all just like, "Oh!" And then they they lost it when King K. Rule was announced, which I just I don't understand. Like I get I get it. He's like a cool Donkey Kong villain, but is there really that much hype out there for like a Donkey Kong villain? All right, I think they're just excited <laughs> for new characters. Man, give us a new one. Oh, we're excited. Woo! Changing it up a little bit. Are you getting that? Are you getting the switch? The box that for the the Smash Brothers Ultimate box? Oh man, I don't know. No. Maybe if maybe if someone can find one that fell off a truck. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, moving right along, the Batman movie uh, is still in in progress here, and the newest reports say that the project will begin filming in early 2019. I'll believe it when I see it. They've said the same thing about Gambit movies in the past, so I can't trust Hollywood. It's it's true. <laughs> uh, Matt Reeves has also gone on record this week saying that it is not based on year one, despite previous ah, reports. Uh, yeah, our previous reports from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's more noir-driven. 
Okay. Uh, and lastly, Ben Affleck is as is, is signed on this as a producer still, um, but mm. there's no confirmation who will be playing Batman yet. Mm. Yeah, the producer sign-on really means nothing to me. I think it would just be like, oh, well, he was Batman, and he's a really good director, so I'm sure there's like a contract somewhere that says... He probably he gave some producer. money to it. Or... On. Or they just want Ben Affleck's name associated with it because he's still, like, um, a good get, uh-huh. a good name to put on a poster. But, um, yeah, I'm really sensing, like, a recasting here because if they're – this is almost not going to be, like, a reboot, but it's going to be the first Batman standalone movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. So why would you put Ben Affleck back in it if he's not going to be, like, balls deep and just do a bunch more movies? Because they, they're going to want to develop Batman more. That's where all their money is. So you can't really – trust the longevity of Batfleck. Yeah. Uh, they just need to pull the trigger. Uh, you, you, you can wait and wait and wait, but nobody's... Batman's going to make money, but like, you just got to do something with it. Like, You can't just let them have them stagnating out there. So hopefully it is a good one when they do start. Yeah. But Well, if it's going to be filming in 2019, so 2020 release, so maybe... I don't know. Maybe they'll go whole hog and go crazy at maybe Comic-Con next year or something. Yeah. And announce it. Um, yeah, or at least you know, bring maybe bring some footage. They took a while to film Justice League too. Like they took Justice League to what three Comic Cons before they released it. So <laughs> uh, their their post production over at Warner Brothers takes a long time. So hopefully, knock on wood, New York Comic Con may bring us an announcement, Mike. Since that's oh, still maybe. left this year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Aquaman has a new image here, and I just I, I saw this image, and I'm like, is this the same device from Age of Ultron that brought Sokovia down? <laughs> I, I, some sort of a uh, some sort of ancient uh, uh, merman or mermaid magic. It looks like. Yeah, there's a bunch of statues behind it. Look like maybe mer people, and there's some gears, and this is all teal because teal is the color of water, Mike. If you didn't know that, clear water is very <laughs> teal. And uh, Aquaman and Mera here look like they put some sort of maybe some sort of Alexa device on the gear and, <laughs> and it's spinning. Yeah, I was thinking it was the thing from the Fifth Element. It was like yeah. that block that they needed to stop the the living planet from <laughs> crashing into Earth. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else here. I mean, uh, again, Mara's hair is bright red, like the reddest red you could ever find. And, uh, I just thought this looked like the thing from, from Avengers at first. I thought someone had put two images together. So I was like, what the hell's going on? Um, so I just thought I'd share this with you, Mike. Take a look at it there. Uh, Aquaman's still coming out December this year. Uh, in again, take this with a pinch of salt here. Supergirl, the movie is in works at Warner Brothers with Oren mm-hmm. Uziel who wrote 22 Jump Street, writing the script for it. Okay. Um, again, there are no producers yet. This is just kind of toes in the water, feeling it out, seeing if they can get a script going for <laughs> Supergirl. I guess it's kind of hard to have an opinion on this news just because uh, they announce stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, but they don't, they don't even I, announce it. It's just like a report, like, hey, this guy's writing the script, and they're like, okay, well, they must be making this movie. Yeah. I guess you just have to find the unique angle that is Supergirl because – a pretty much the similar power sets to Clark Kent and Superman, you know, not the same origin, but from the same planet. So, you know, dealing with kind of similar, I don't know, maybe they make her younger. Maybe you kind of have her finding her powers when she's like in high school, maybe kind of a la Peter Parker. So you can kind of have that different bent on Mm -hmm. what it's like to be a superhero. So they can kind of have their own teenager. Well, that's kind of like her, her thing is as well. She's technically older, than than um you know Clark Kent Superman uh she was born first but when she got unfrozen later so she didn't age any so she actually came out younger than Superman when when she did come out on Earth 
Um, I don't know if you remember during is it Man of Steel in the um, in his little little ship, like his, his Fortress of Solitude. Oh yeah, ship? there was like another there's like another pod. There's like a pod that was open, so that may be a way to to tie it in together if they ever wanted to. Maybe like that's mm-hmm. her, and, and maybe she's been out there for a while and just doesn't know it or. Or something. So, isn't it hilarious that we're hearing about a Supergirl movie that possibly in development? We haven't even heard about a Man of Steel two in like decades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Superman two. Nah, nah, we don't need him. Uh, did you didn't watch mi- mi- the newest uh, Mission Impossible? Did you? Man, not yet. I got to see that. I got to go see Teen Titans Go because yeah. that freaking theme song I didn't even know existed. <laughs> like, since I follow so many um, like animators and people that work in the animation industry on social media, I think somebody that worked on the movie that animated a lot of the um, the dance sequences, uh-huh. I, or I guess like the dance move for the characters, just kind of compiled all their dancing into one video. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. Then I hit tap to unmute, and I was like, oh, what is this catchy, catchy theme song? And I was like, oh, Chris, and then you just tell me I got to go see the movie. So, Well, so once, like once the- you showed me that, I played it out loud. My wife was like, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. So now that song's been going on in my house <laughs> for a couple days now. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to go see it. I convinced, uh, again, Todd Show Alan, he, he took his son to watch it today after after playing Pokemon. So, <laughs> Do I just need to go kidnap someone's kid and be like, we're going to movies? You, you, can, you can if you want. I can't condone that on, on this radio show, Mike, that is out in the public. So, <laughs> no. Well, I was I was looking for like an earlier showing for the movie, but the only early one that was near me was something that I have never seen before, but it's for, like, sensory issues. Yeah, sensory, yeah. So I was like, what, are they just going to turn the volume down and the brightness down? (laughs) I think they turned the brightness of the lights up in the theater so it's not completely dark. Oh, okay. Like, it's very much like you're watching a movie in your living room at the theater. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, well, I mean, yeah. Teen Titans go, yeah. Anyway, Henry Cavill was pretty awesome in Mission Impossible, uh, the newest one, so I would like to see him come back to Superman sooner than later but with a real face and not a digital face <laughs> that gives me nightmares ralph breaks the internet uh although being a disney movie has cast gal gadot to voice the character shank and she has this uh thing called the slaughter race in this movie um and this version you can see that that looks like a disney version of gal gadot technically yeah, it, just, re- just... It, it really does like you're i was kind of expecting a um like a video game character to have some sort of like unique uh, like character trait to it, but no, it's kind of like the similar um, in the first record. Well, you haven't seen the first record, Ralph. Not there's yet. a couple like there's a couple like next gen video game characters that kind of look more realistic. So she's probably from a more like adult like futuristic game, and she has like a tattoo of like a knife on her wrist. Yeah, like uh, she looks pretty badass. Yeah, her game's a slaughter race, and apparently that's probably going to be like some sort of big fancy race where if you die in the race you die in real life or something like that i, I yeah. don't know but and you're gonna have to go hunt down like a more sophisticated disney princess podcast if you want anal if you want like analysis <laughs> of that photo that came out of all of them in their pajamas because yeah. i saw it and like everybody that i follow on uh, social media was like freaking out that like oh my god they wear pajamas not just dresses i was just like Okay, settle down, people. Yeah, this is cool, but like this, like people were like freaking out. Like um, one of the is Wreck It Ralph breaking the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like Snow Snow White. She's the character that like sleeps, right? Um, like, Sleeping Beauty. In her, in, yes, no Sleeping. I don't know what their characters are called. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty was wearing a shirt that said like Nap Queen, and people were like freaking out. Oh my god, I gotta buy that shirt, and it's just like relax. Disney will sell you that shirt at the Disney store. Just wait until the movie comes out. Yeah, or you can go to your box lunch and buy one, probably, Mike. Yeah, probably. I love my box lunch. 
Um, another image that came up, there was a couple that came out that was Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I just, again, we, we always talk about this movie. This is looking absolutely phenomenal and beautiful mm. and, and just kind of groundbreaking. And here we get to see original Spider-Man fighting a villain, which I think is the Prowler because he has the color and looks like it's kind of tech-based here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I love the halftone dots of different sizes and scopes to show the light beams. Uh, it just looks so cool. Mike, I mean, what do you, what are you seeing in this? That you, you anything you enjoy in this offhand? Well, or? I, I didn't really look at the um, the reveal of like the image, but when it came out, I thought people were trying to like theorize who the person might be, and I just instantly thought like, well, that's the Prowler. Like we've already seen him in the trailer before because there's a scene where he's like chasing Spider Man, and he ha- kind of is like black and purple. And, and his, I'm like, pretty char- sure he's on a subway train, just like this. It looks like yeah, and even like his character, like like in comic books or anything is, is similar. So I was like, well, I don't think there's like a whole lot to, uh, <laughs> to go off of here. So I was like, all right, cool. Prowler. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie though, man. It's going to be so sick. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I think the only thing I would say that maybe it's not the Prowler, the Prowler never fought original Spider-Man. He only fought miles. Yeah. So I mean, that would be the only be, reason. It could be maybe like a color shifted version of maybe shocker or something. If they wanted to go with a different creative direction, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, there's so much off. detail in here that looks I, so good i can't wait to see the hero shot where all of the spider people get together you know like the kind of avengers-esque like spin around of the camera like i want to see the girl in the spider mech so bad i just want to see all these yeah. fractured things together and like i'm looking forward to, to forward like what the possible like after credit scenes could be like mm-hmm. since this is kind of like an animated world and Sony is starting to play nice with Marvel, like loaning out Spider-Man. I would like to maybe see it go the other way, like Marvel. Like Marvel's like, hey, we're not gonna like give you like these top-tier uh, Marvel characters that we have live action. But hell, if you want to put Wolverine in the next Spider-Verse movie, go ahead. Like, holy crap, that'd be awesome. That'd be mm. so cool. Well, especially if they were able to pull like maybe a multiple, like a different universe version of these characters. Um, like a, you know, like a Wolverine noir or something like that. Like they didn't have straight Wolverine, but like one of these alternate universes was like maybe the, the kickoff for the next movie, um, yeah. Rather than the ultimate universe. So, uh, yeah, there's Prowler possibly in Spider-Man on a train. Take a look at that. But now we're gonna talk more about other Sony stuff. Sony's Sony is just di- dishing out the Spider-Man stuff this year, Mike. They are mm-hmm. in the next twelve months. We're gonna get two Spider-Man property live-action films and an animated one at least. So. Um, so we're going to talk about what they've called the Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Such a bad name. I didn't even, when you said at the top of the show, I was like, this is not a name. This is just a description. Yeah. So it's kind of like worlds of DC to me a little bit. Like it, it Mm -hmm. can, it can be used better, but they're probably not going to push this on people. Just like Marvel doesn't say MCU all the time. Um, so I I don't know where they're going to use this, but. I know where they're using it. It's at the top of their contract for all of the characters that they own, like Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Like they didn't get very creative. They include this, but I did. We did find out that the, in this thing, they hold the rights to over nine hundred Marvel <laughs> characters, and we may only know like a dozen of them total by by <laughs> name because we're going to talk about their current slate here in a second. And I'm like, who the hell is one of these characters? Um, so, I mean, of, of the 900 Marvel characters that you could think Sony owning, which is probably just Spider-Man stuff, <laughs> I think, like, Spider-Man, Venom, 
the villains of Spider-Man, like the main ones, the Sinister Six, and after that I kind of get confused a little bit. Yeah, well, it's just like that. there's obviously going to be like deep-cut characters that nobody knows and no one cares about, but I think I joke that like, oh, half of these characters are probably just like high school students that yeah. have appeared in the comic books. Like, oh yeah, we own the rights to like uh, Timothy Smith. He has no powers, but he showed up in English class once and he said a funny joke to Peter, yeah. and they did a high five. So he's going to get his own movie development where he's going to be given high fives and jokes all the time. He's going to be really good at science, really good at school. He's going to be tutoring some kids. Cinematic universe no, right there. Not only, so I think. <laughs> well, they also have Ned Leeds, but they could also use the same actor as the character Ganke from Ultimate Spider Man. So. <laughs> I don't. They're, they're mixing and matching. But, the um, the Genki Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, or sorry, Sony's universe of Genki characters. Yeah, exactly. And it's like maybe six or seven. So, um, but so that's that's what they're they're calling it. Um, and they're this universe that they're working on kind of almost hinges on Venom rather than Spider Man, which I'm I'm okay with because if they hinged on Spider Man, they would just be playing catch up and and doing awful Spider Man stuff still. So. They're hinging everything on Venom being like their lead character. I mean, is that is that okay with you? Yeah. Well, I I am not really keeping up a whole lot with uh, current uh, comic book storylines, but I did kind of watch an explainer just recently where apparently the whole Venom symbiote universe just got like a huge like mythos kind of revamp recently, where there's a symbiote god out there, yes, and he was born at the same time, or actually no, he existed technically before the Celestials, and then when when the Celestials, like, created the universe, he got pissed off and he chopped off one of their heads, and then, like, he created a sword out of, like, a symbiote, and then, like, he created, like, actual living symbiotes that, like, that became, like, renegades and, like, attacked them, so they... I guess there's, like, a crazy, like, um like a galactic origin they, they could take, but I don't... I can't imagine the Sony cinematic universe getting that large right. but i guess there's tons of stuff you could do with symbiotes but i think venom is cool but i don't think symbiotes are all that interesting enough to just like really expand this out like yeah it's kind of cool when like a symbiote attaches to like a like ghost rider version of the hulk because you got this weird like combo and he looks really cool on like a splash screen of like a, a limited like five series run but like what are you gonna? I, I don't know. Well, I think you can only you can only stretch you can only stretch the black goo so far. I, I, I think you're you're taking like they're they're not hinging it on symbiotes. They're hinging it on venom and antiheroes. Is kind of what it is here. His his success in general. Is what yeah, you're yeah. Like if if this universe is gonna be, it's not gonna be the bright and airy. You know, Marvel world. Everything has a happy ending, and everything has to be, um, you know, family friendly. Uh, they they can probably make it a little. A little different. So again, like we said, this is either going to be pretty okay or a turd in the wind, Mike. So uh, <laughs> Venom, Venom is their their hinging point to see if anything else even may even move forward. Everything on this current slate list we're going to go through could technically be chopped off right now if they wanted to. They could stop any of this. So we're going to go through this first and foremost. We know the one that's moving the fastest is probably Morbius, the Living Vampire. Jared Leto, right? Jared Leto. They, I think they have a director and they have a script, so like that could happen as soon as they want to. Um, the Black Cat, the Black and Silver movie was stopped completely, and they split it into two movies. Black Cat, they think, has enough material on her own to do her own movie. I agree. She does have a lot of material out there. And then Silver Sable, 
I don't know why they continue to need to do anything with her. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I think just the news of a possible Silver Sable movie that have been making the rounds for the last year has done more for the recognizability of her character than <laughs> anything else. Like the only reason people know about her now is because she's had a development deal. Like no one really yeah. knows her, <laughs> and, and and she's she's very very much a large part of the um, Spider-Man PS4 story trailer or whatever like there's a large mm-hmm. lady in, in silver coming for you i wonder if that's silver sable yes it <laughs> is uh the character Nightwatch we've been talking about for a couple years uh possibly a spike jones film um this is he kind of looks like spawn if you look him up yeah interesting like, character. looks like marvel yeah we'll see how that goes yeah <laughs> that one's kind of iffy uh craven the hunter we've talked about more recently that's in their their uh to-do list uh, the character Jackpot was announced this week as having something quote unquote in development. I had to go look who this up, uh, who this was, because I'm like, who the hell is Jackpot? Um, <laughs> when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's it's from the line you just hit the jackpot, Tiger from like Mary Jane. So Mary Jane, well, it's a redheaded character who was not Mary Jane Watson, and she just <laughs> she debuted in 2007 and has superhuman strength. All right. <laughs> That's and then there was one who had the power, and then she sold the rights to her superhuman persona to another lady who had superhuman strength. I that was a Wikipedia hole. I did not need to go down. That's for <laughs> sure. And then lastly, the last character to announce um, that they could be working on is Silk, uh, which is um, we've we've talked about this a little bit before. Cindy yeah, Moon, the fe- kind of the female spider, yeah, bit, spider girl out there, bit by the same spider who bit Peter Parker, but with different abilities. So <sighs> yeah, it's. It's hard to have an opinion on all this stuff because, uh, yeah, like you said, these are all kind of like anti-heroes or kind of uh, vigilantes like running under justice, maybe don't have quite the same code of ethics as Spider-Man. Like, where's Scarlet Spider? <laughs> That's like mm-hmm. – or like where's uh, you know, where's Ben Riley? Give me something a little bit more interesting. Maybe Marvel well, I has a, that, an I, idea I would like – if we're going to deal with clones of Spider-Man, I would love that to be in the MCU. <laughs> like, yeah, give, be- us, give us the clone, like the clone that we all want, you know. Um, I, the most interesting person on this whole list is, I think, Craven the Hunter. I just think I think he has a more like insatiable appetite to to reach his goal, mm. which is always more interesting for a character. Like he's like a hunter and he wants to be the hunter. So like that's cool. Imagining just a normal guy like leveling up from hunting like tigers and lions and elephants, and then he's like, nope, I'm gonna go after superheroes now. I think that's an interesting idea. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. I have the same opinion about all these movies as I did with all of those DC movies that were announced. Like, eh, you got to get all this stuff right first. Like we've only seen them get Spider-Man right because Marvel helped them out. So, mm. yeah. And again, like I said, none of these are quote unquote officially announced until they're in production. So, um, that's called, what was it called? Um, it's not ride or die. It's like do or shut up or get up. I don't, I don't know what it's called. There's a thing where like you can all the movies can stop up into a certain point and then they have to kind of go through or people are owed a lot of money. Um, but yeah, a lot of these, I mean, again, Morbius is probably the closest one. Uh, I would say probably Craven's second closest. We'll we'll see what this we'll have to follow the Sony universe of Marvel characters as it develops. Venom movie, however, will reportedly they're trying to shoot for a PG-13 rating now. Uh, <gasps> the only reason is if they Boo! if they do an R, they can't cross over with Spider Man ever. 
Like no, that is that is such. I do not. I don't know who's peddling that excuse out there. That is so stupid because he is a super violent character in the comic books. But when he shows up in a Spider-Man comic, it's totally fine. Like he, the character doesn't have to just like eat people alive with like blood and organs and pancreas flying all over the place in a Spider-Man movie. But he can do it in his own movie. Oh, that makes me so makes me so mad that they think that they have to neuter Venom just well, because there might be a Spider-Man crossover. Oh, do you so do you mad. want Spider-Man and Venom on the same movie? Yes, yes, think, we all want them on the same do movie. Do you think Disney will let any character that has an R-rated movie you have to watch beforehand be in their Spider-Man movie? No, because I, I don't think that it's going to be like a prerequisite. I think people will kind of uh, get the point. You know, you can, you can introduce Tom Hardy and Venom into a Spider-Man movie without having seen his movie yeah it'll be better and it'll be more it'll be more engaging because you'll know about the backstory and everything but you could always just like drop a line or two that's not that's not how marvel cinematic universe works though like everything in there is connected and if you're going to bring venom in you have to connect that venom movie to it as well it's not just like oh the standalone venom movie is not connect. you don't watch it it's not part of us like they have to do it all like that is the core basis for all the MCU movies. So I th- I think the I think that the I think that idea maybe holds a little bit more weight with a character like Deadpool just because like when he is on the screen he is going to be lewd. He is going to swear. Like these are things that you can't get around just like the language that he has and it, his humor works really good with like juxtaposed with like the gore and blood and bones and the crushing and he like always is losing limbs but like with Venom I can totally see him like being PG-13 uh, crossing with Spider-Man but and it's also like it's the origin of his character, so things might be sloppy at the very beginning when Tom Hardy's trying to learn how to use like the Venom and the symbiote stuff. So it could make sense that he might be uh, uh, less uh, pinpoint accuracy. But man, PG thirteen—that's not the news I wanted to hear, man. I'm like, if if you want Venom in your Spider-Man, this is how you got to get it. So you got to give up one or the other. Mm-mm. And this is Mm-mm. this is this Don't is like what it. it's gonna do. So. Like, don't like it, Chris. Well, then, then, then you're gonna give Spider-Man back to Sony, and you don't get him in the MCU anymore. Like, no, I, there's no, I, there's no middle ground I, where this works. I think the, the only thing stopping this is just some kind of worried like uh, CEOs and producers out there. It's just like, hey, there's four year old, four year olds going to Deadpool movies right now. Like, just get off your high horse, no, Disney. Oh, it makes me so no, annoyed. no. Kevin Feige will not let that happen ever. Like he has Kevin this, Feige. Kevin Feige wants that to happen. It's just probably the people above him at Disney that's no, just like, ah, he, I don't know. He would not. No, he would not do that. Every movie he's made. He's made on his own volition, even before Disney bought him. So I think I, this is he would not let a PG thirteen movie be part of his MC or rated R movie be part of his MCU overall. Chris, so I think we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to disagree we're on this have one. Have to, and I I I feel I'm right. So we're gonna walk away from that saying that. I was right. <laughs> walk away. We're gonna walk away, friends. <laughs> uh, Spider Man Far From Home uh, is still coming out next year, next July. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders have been confirmed to return for the sequel. Um, but Chris, they got dusted. They get, they did get a lot of people got dusted. Spider Man got <laughs> dusted. So maybe this is all a big hoax. They're not even making this movie. This is just to they're just putting news out there to to fake us out, Mike. Um, uh, I mean, this uh, this does lend a little bit more credence to uh, Shield being more involved in this film. And then when you get Shield more involved, it brings my fan theory of a possible you know Spider Woman showing up in this. I mean, we haven't seen Spider Woman show up in the Spider Verse at all. I think they're saving her. I think mm-hmm. they're saving her for this movie. Um, what do you mean Spider Verse? 
Uh, I mean, in the Spider-Verse, like, uh, in the animated movie, they have access to all of these different spider people that they could throw on screen, and the one that we haven't seen, like, one of the more notable ones is Spider-Woman, she, and she hasn't been in the trailers yet. She, so. she doesn't have the same origins as all the... She's not technically a spider person, though. Nah, they could, th- they could throw her in she, there, though. I mean, she, the, the, the girl who built the Spider-Man robot, I'm sure, hasn't been bitten by a spider. Uh, so. No, no every, everything in the Spider... If you go read the Spider-Verse comic, all those characters are tied to spider bitten incidents and stuff like that and the uh spider woman ironically enough was not bitten by a spider she just got some powers and then she called herself spider woman it's it's probably the weirdest name without an origin that has anything to do with spiders like it's just like why why did you they could still toss her in anyway i'm expecting spider woman to show up in this movie Mm -hmm. well either way I, i think what the biggest thing to walk away from here is um, if Shield is around, they've rewritten the the world to where Shield does exist again. Um, but uh, I think I think this is fine. I mean, this is it doesn't bother me. Sure, more Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury. I'd love to see him coach some Peter Parker around while he's traveling the world. <laughs> uh, but speaking of getting dusted, Infinity War. I just watched half of it last night, Mike. Again, um, Obsidian, Cole Obsidian. Here's a little secret thing here. If you w- haven't watched it. I didn't catch this any of the times I've watched it until recently. Uh, on his waist is a sash that has Captain Marvel's colors and pattern on it. If you Ooh, know this is this is like some of my favorite type of Easter eggs that actually hint to something uh, meaningful because I saw this uh, kind of floating around the uh, the in, in the internet verse uh, the past couple of days, and the coolest thing about it is this is a very similar shot that you can see in the trailers for the movie. And that sash is different in the trailers. In the trailers, it's just like a a different colored cloth, different design. It kind of matches his suit a little bit more. So they specifically changed it and hit it. So I like that now it's different. Yeah, I'd like to see where this ties in. Um, Perhaps maybe the Cole Obsidian shows up in the Captain Marvel movie. uh, That That would be cool. I mean, this this dude's rough and tumble, and we saw him, like, take some heroes to task. So if you have Captain Marvel show up on screen and everybody is familiar with this guy, we're like, oh, man, he's going to rough her up, and then he just, like, knocks... Like knocks her, knocks his lights out. Like we're like, damn, he's strong. See, like, yeah, she's strong. I would, I would also go maybe the other way. Um, since he did get knocked around, like maybe she's still learning her power, so he puts you know the rough and tumble on her a little bit. Um, and I don't know. There's going to be a way they bring this back around somehow. Like th- that is tussle. not a coincidence. You yeah, know? they're t- they're tussling for sure. Yeah, so I think we're going to see him uh, earlier or later. Maybe he maybe he comes back in the next one. I don't know. Yeah, uh, just to be a little bit more descriptive uh, for the people listening on an audio platform, the dude with like the big like uh, yeah. retractable chain side, the thing. largest of Thanos' yeah. generals. That's yeah, gets his hand chopped off in the the Doctor Strange portal yeah. thing. Spider Man catches his, his his little hammer when they're fighting. So yeah. when he first arrives on Earth, you get to see that sash. Uh, I think it might be in there. Otherwise, I got to go back and look a little harder. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Infinity War, Mike, you got to see it in theaters, right? Did you, Did you watch mm-hmm. it in theaters? Okay. Yeah, of course well, I saw. If it in you theaters. didn't catch it in theaters, IMAX is having a tenth anniversary marathon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh. From August 30th through September 6th, you can watch all the movies in theaters, but you're going to probably have to take some time off work to do this. <laughs> because the, the shows run at 1, 3, um, 5, and 7. Is that right? I put down there? 1, 3, every 2 hours or something like that? 1, 4, 7, and 10. Every 3 hours. 1, 4, 7, and 10. Starting with uh, Iron Man, uh, you can go all the way up to Avengers Infinity, or Ant-Man and the Wasp, actually. So the first 5 days 
are literally the entire MCU, all 20 movies. Then on the the fourth and the fifth, they actually are doing like themed movies that day, like origins movies, like Iron Man, Spider Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, or team ups. So Guardians, Civil War, Avengers, One, and Infinity War. Uh, what I w- did not know uh, actually is Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and Captain America: The First Avenger have never been in IMAX before. So this would be a chance to get to watch them uh, on the IMAX screen. The thing that's really selling this for me is I'm not seeing the text anywhere on this graphic that says 3D. So if this is just normal flat two dimensions, I would love that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think some of these movies didn't get transitioned into 3D and trying to find them would probably be a nightmare. So. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at some of these days, and I'm trying to think like, oh, what's the best combo here? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the last week you get Guardians Two, Civil War, Classic Avengers, followed up by Infinity War. Oh, yeah. that would be an awesome back to back right there of those two Avengers movies. But then it's just like, well, Winter Soldier is my favorite, so if I want to get that, like, oh, but I'd love to see Black Panther again on screen. So it's like, oh, you can get Black Panther. I mean, this Monday one looks pretty sweet. Ragnarok, Ragnarok Black yeah. Panther, Infinity War, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. Man, if I could make my own, maybe swap out Ant-Man and the Wasp for, like, Homecoming, I think I'd love that. Well, what's cool about this, if you notice, the last day, the six, is actually fan votes. So you can actually vote to see what other two movies you get to watch again uh, mm. that, that last day. I'm trying to see here um, just a little more detail. I'm pretty sure um, they're, yeah, they're just, it's not saying that... Uh, I'm going to click to find tickets, Mike. I wonder how much this costs. I didn't actually look at how much this cost. Um, <laughs> because I think you buy one ticket and then you can just go out to any of them that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Reserve receipt before it's too late. Let me see here. Oh, you can buy tickets individually, Mike. You don't have to get them. Like, there's not like one big ticket, I guess. So, well, I think it's kind of a shame that if you want to catch uh, Infinity War or Black Panther, uh, you can't watch them on a weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that kind of stinks. Yeah, you- anyway, that they're really uh, they're 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 draining as many pennies out of these movies do you, as possible. Do you, do you think this is going to push uh, Black Panther into new new heights in, in theaters? Well, they already hit their like yeah. $700 million goal, so maybe this was their plan if it didn't quite get there. Yeah. What, if, what if this whole schedule was just created for Black Panther? Just Black well, Panther? They, well, they, I don't know if we have this in our show notes or not, but um, uh, the Academy just created that brand new category um, it, I guess it's not brand new, but it, it's the most popular kind of movie category yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be uh, juxtaposed with best best picture. So I think Marvel is gonna make a big push for Black Panther and uh, it being out in screens again. Do you, you think they would do Black more. Panther over Infinity War for popular movie? Yeah, I, I think so. Just because I think it has a little bit more of a of an um kind of more of a sophisticated cultural connection mm-hmm. and it has a uh, it has that domestic kind of box office uh goal and yeah i think it's reached probably more people in a more significant like kind of academy way so um you know and also they have really awesome like costume design and so i was expecting black panther to even get nominated for best costume even without this new category so they could have two nominations this year yeah i I didn't put it in here because I think most popular is the stupidest decision they've ever made. Because <laughs> if you make if you win most popular, you can't win best film. Like it essentially cuts out any superhero movies from ever being best film. Not that I put I, any I, weight I on that, but I don't think they were ever going to win anyway. Well, but uh, I, I mean, I don't put any weight on that. Like the Academy's awards don't mean anything to me. Like they're 
they're just a bunch of people up there tooting their own horns and being old white people voting on movies they think are you should watch. Either way, yeah, it's it's up there. They have chances, so but it could increase the box office of a lot of these movies, Mike. If if this goes well, um, and it does show two D for all these movies. I just looked up the ticket prices. So oh man, that's awesome. I've been wanting to see these movies in a two D IMAX for a long time. Yeah, I I mean that would if you can find the time to do it. God bless you, Mike. Um, <laughs> Marvel Television. Did you know Marvel Television is under um, Marvel Entertainment, not Disney? Like they are operated strictly under Marvel Entertainment's office. Mm-hmm. I was aware. Good. So they are using the Disney and Fox merger to move the TV version away from Marvel Entertainment, mostly Ike Perlmutter, back into Marvel Studios. Um, oh, that's good news. That is good news. Kevin Feige was actually one of the main producers on um, uh, Agent Carter. Actually, like back whenever it was still under studio. So. Uh, when Marvel Studios got away from the Marvel Entertainment, they've been able to make better movies. Like you probably remember Iron Man three and Thor two, right? Your your two favorite Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> that was Mar- under Marvel Entertainment. So now they've got away from that, they've become I think a better studio. So hopefully Marvel TVs, knock on wood, can get it done. But this is also because they are in this middle of this merger process. They cannot greenlight any new TV shows from Marvel. Um, but they can continue making new seasons. That's why, you know, we have S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Cloak and Dagger and Runaways and those shows still going, but they can't do, like, uh, New Warriors. It can't be officially greenlit yet until the merger's done. Because they don't do, you think, uh, do you think this is all This is all making uh, Jeff Loeb a little too nervous over there? No, I think, I think this, he likes us. This, this is what he wants. Oh, do you think he's, he's going to get the, the job? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he currently is the head of Marvel TV, so I think he would stay as head of Marvel TV. Um, I think, was it Jim Chory, who was like maybe the president of Marvel TV? Uh, Marvel Television, the co-head, he left the company. And no one, they've not replaced him yet. No one has, like, they've not refilled, refilled his position. So that kind of is leading into it. Like, yeah, they're going to move under Marvel Studios and yeah. and be back. Well, well, if I had to extrapolate this to the, the furthest in my brain, since that's what we do on this podcast, yep. it's just like, when does Daredevil show up in the MCU? That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Like, when do these small street-level characters at least make a cameo? Mm. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily have to have a Spider-Man Daredevil team-up movie, which would be awesome, but... If, if somehow maybe they could kind of just like maybe Matt Murdock could kind of show up and give like uh, Aunt May some legal advice. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah, th- this is going to open up a lot of possibilities and probably a lot of more TV shows um, for that because as we know... Stream- like, streaming service, streaming, streaming service, service, man. But I mean, as we know, Marvel Entertainment, like at the, fa- at the not the fan, the uh, press screenings of the old, like the first phase of Marvel movies, like he wouldn't even buy bottled water and chips for like depressed to snack on like while they were waiting for the movie to start like he's just such a like a tight ass like nobody likes him <laughs> so um we're really i'm really interested to see where that goes and hopefully it does come back to to marvel studios um but in that regards new warriors if it does get greenlit will probably go to hulu which disney will own majority in when all this uh merger stuff is completed uh, so it'll join the uh cloak and dagger um uh runaways, runaways universe <laughs> yeah probably i mean it's all it's that's all the 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 teenagers, the pre-teen, or I guess young adults era. So are, I think. Are you an angsty teen? Do you want a movie? Do you want a TV show? Come on over to Hulu. Yeah, come on over to Hulu or or um, Freeform, where Cloak and Dagger live. <laughs> Iron Fist season two gave us a new little video clip here, Mike. I don't know if you saw this or not because it just came up, but it's a. Uh, you probably saw it actually in, 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 at Comic Con. Uh, it's Davos um, 
showing his steel steel serpent powers. I think he has like a red fist instead of a yellow fist. Yeah, yeah, he's got his own glowing fist now. I don't really know what that means because I don't know a whole lot about Davos from uh, from the comic books. But I guess I would be more curious of where he got the power mm-hmm. from. Like, did he go in and did he punch the corpse? of the dragon <laughs> like yeah. well this is the power you get when you desecrate the dead body of the dragon you know i don't know <laughs> well yeah because he he's um I, I i don't know in the comic books but like to get the power of the iron fist you have to plunge your heart a hand in the heart of the undying shallow or whatever and that's mm. how you get the power so obviously davos did not do that because he's at arms he he's head to head with um, the Iron Fist character so how did he get his and, and like what well dark magic if I wanted to be extremely immature oh, no. if you have to pl- if you have to plunge your fist into the heart to get the golden Iron Fist maybe you have to plunge it into the butt of the dragon I mean is I, that too far I, is it did I take it too I, far I don't I don't know if you're really adding to the conversation anymore Mike so. <laughs> a, a dragon colonoscopy if you want that red glowing fist I mean you I mean you really got to earn it it smells it's stinky I'm sure the dragon's not going to like it, so you're going to have to fend while it's in there. You don't know what he likes. And doesn't off, like. You're, you're going to have to fend off of a bite from the dragon with the other fist. So you got to be really, you got really cunning and coy. So I don't know. Davos seemed like he's pretty desperate at the end of the last season. So seems like he'll do just about anything. Yeah, he he he's got a red fist now. We're going to yeah. see some I'm orange so, energy. I'm sorry for bringing that up. Let's move on. To yeah, the next we're going to move on. There. ABC Marvel Television. We're gonna we're gonna talk some more here. Uh, apparently, Marvel Television are cooking up with a couple things for broadcast, uh, okay. per the president of ABC. Um, shows that they can't talk about because Jeff Loeb, the head of Marvel TV, won't let them announce them just yet. Probably because he's waiting for the merger. Like, mm. we're going to move over here so we can say these shows. Um, but S.H.I.E.L.D. was moved to the summer where live same-day ratings are very, like, they're not important at all. Um, mm-hmm. To help the show live longer. Because they have to get higher ratings on those weekdays in the falls. Um so in the summer they don't really they're, they're like we have to put something on TV so your ratings can be lower if they have to to live so um, I think Shield's gonna get a longer lifespan living in the summer and like that's kind of what people were looking for like will Shield only get one more season or is it done for good with yeah, six I guess I guess we'll just have to see uh, what are they thinking about maybe making another like twenty three episode uh, like TV series for ABC because like you just said that's got to get a lot of eyeballs mm-hmm. and it's going to be in that prime time of like fall to spring so I'm trying to think of like what characters would have that big of a of an audience I mean Agents of Shield was a big sell because you freaking have Coulson and Agents of Shield from the MCU coming to your big screen like one of the first Marvel I- television shows to hit. The hit there, so I don't know what you do I, to replace Agents. I would love a fall show and a spring show because then their production schedules can kind of reflect the MCU as it evolves. Oh, uh, that would be fun! It's like three, just three, thirteen episode series. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like you have three quarters of, or not three quarters, th- uh, three thirds of the year where they do thirteen episodes, and because of the way the, you know TV production works, you can't always line up with the movies because you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But with the shorter ones, they can probably do that a little better than, than they could if they were just doing full 23 a, episodes. What about Ghost Rider? I mean, they developed him, so mm-hmm. why don't they bring Ghost Rider into a 13-episode series? That might be kind of fun. Yeah, they. I mean, Ghost Rider would be a good one. I'd love to see Agent Carter get one final season just to send her off um, yeah. appropriately. Or, you know, like the origin of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, you know, if it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, there's the current S.H.I.E.L.D. and there's, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Year One or something like that. Um, that'd be interesting to see what they deal with back then. Uh, Character-wise, it's hard to it's hard to, to really find out what they could do there. But um, 
if they're they're cooking a couple things up, maybe we'll we'll get something to announce. Maybe New York this year. Hopefully, we'll see. That's coming up. So, Cloak and Dagger, the season two poster, like season one just wrapped up like a week ago. The season two poster is already out, and they're indicating a spring release already. So faster than a year turnaround for season two on Cloak and Dagger. Apparently, a lot of people really like this show. It might win some awards, Mike. So, um, and it says season two will be Mayhem, one of the villains they brought built up in season one was a character called mayhem so that's that's what that comes into good for them i was uh, two things i was not expecting this year was cloak and dagger to really uh kill it and also apparently that krypton show is, is doing pretty well so <laughs> we, good, we've good, been let down so them. many times that our expectations were just very low for any new show com- yeah exactly out, so there's that cloak and dagger might also be on the disney streaming service uh which we're going to talk about um, I'm very excited about the Disney streaming service, Mike. It's going to go a long way in our house, probably more so than DC Universe. Um, in case you were wondering, the new home for Marvel TV shows and movies will be on the Disney streaming service when they come to streaming platforms. Uh, Captain Marvel and Forward will stream on there until all the other expiry- deals are expired with all the other mm. MCU movies. Um, that would be really awesome to just log in and have all of them right there for me. Yeah. So it sounds like if you're uh, if you're holding on to Netflix just to watch reruns of Agents of Shield, that's probably going to be moving over to I the think streaming service. They have um, up through not Infinity or Black Panthers on there. I'm pretty sure, and Infinity War will be on there eventually. So um, yeah, once those go away, you'll have a new place to go watch them. Uh, Disney shows they're working on include High School Musical, which we've talked about before. Which we're mm-hmm. not. That's not. It's not for us. Monsters Inc. and of course my favorite, The Muppets, uh, coming to to the streaming service. So if you want to get your Monsters Inc. show and your Muppet shows, that's where you're going to go. Um, you're going to see a theme here. We talked about DC Universe not having anything right out the gate or new stuff every month, but it sounds like yeah. Disney's going to have enough products to really deliver a new movie or TV series about every month here. Um, mm-hmm. Live action remakes are working on include Lady and the Tramp. Uh, I guess the really right. dog CGI <laughs> down, man. Uh, Sword in the Stone, which I didn't ever think we'd get a live-action remake. A uh, movie called Togo, and one called Noel, which I think features Anna Kendrick as the daughter of Santa Claus, maybe, I think is what it was. <laughs> All right. Um, so they're working on some... I never heard of those other ones being movies, so that's, that's new to me. Um, some other remakes include Three Men and a Baby. I know you're thrilled to watch that one. <laughs> Woo. The Paper Magician, which I think is a book series, Stargirl, and a new Don Quixote series or movie. Uh, all right. I mean, they're uh, just throwing content at us, man. They don't care if we know what it is or not. They're just the, shucking it. The funny thing is, is we're only talking about half of these just because it's the Disney streaming service news. When this stuff actually launches, it's probably not going to show up on the radar nope. of superhero slate because we're not going to be following the, like the longevity of Don Quixote on this podcast. Oh, I might. So. I might. <laughs> I ain't watching Three Men and a Baby, though. Ain't no way, no how. Um, the merger content was probably a biggest question here. With them buying Fox, what's going to come from Fox to this service, including mm. movie and TV shows? Now, we know part of the merger includes National Geographic content, which will come to the Disney streaming service app. That's kind of cool. But some of the Fox library, most people were like, where will The Simpsons go? Where will you know some of their more raunchy content live on? Um, but probably will go to their Hulu because they own again the majority of Hulu. Uh, yeah, they they've kind of stated that. Well, actually, maybe Agents of Shield since has kind of moved to that 10 p.m. time slot, so mm-hmm. some of the later episodes might be more edgy for like little kids. So maybe Agents of Shield will end up going to Hulu. It, it definitely could. Um, but in, in terms of Fox stuff, 
they're still debating where to put the movies at as well. Like, where does the Fox library go in the Disney streaming app? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think Die Hard is a Fox movie. I don't yeah. think Die Hard is going to the Disney streaming service. Uh, wasn't wasn't Predator that you watched? Was that a 20th Century Fox? Um, it might have been. I actually, I don't know. But I mean, I could totally see like Indiana Jones and like Star Wars coming to the Disney streaming app, but not some of the other stuff. Like they're gonna yeah. they're gonna mix and match. And lastly, what about Star Wars, Mike? Well, yes, John Favreau. What are you up to? The TV series. Now, you ready? You sitting down for this? Okay, I'm sitting. John Favreau's TV series will cost roughly 100 million dollars to make 10 episodes. What? I mean, I'm kind of um, re reclaiming my excitement uh, yeah. just because I saw this news earlier this week. But that's crazy. That's a uh, that's Game of Thrones money yeah. right there. Well, so just to put that in perspective, I put it in here. That is comparable to Game of Thrones' most recent seasons, like season six when they did like. 100 million for 10 episodes and i imagine star wars is going to need that cg effects budget i mean that just shows the commitment Mm. i mean and that disney would even let that information come out uh i don't know if this was leaked or if it was official or what was going on there but disney yeah they want you to know that they mean business and it's like we're going to make the next game of thrones but it's going to be on our streaming service with like one of the most popular ips out there in the world and it's going to be star wars uh, Twenty lightsabers every episode, guaranteed. <laughs> with, with with a a showrunner who is known to make money off of all of our IPs that he's given. Yeah, so. he made Iron Man. I gotta trust John Favreau. Yeah, he, he did Elf and Swingers and you know all those other things before that too. Apparently, apparently the Jungle Book is good. I haven't gotten around the Jungle to it Book. Yet, <laughs> uh, people love Chef. Uh, people love the movie Chef he was in. So yeah, uh, it'll make you hungry for sandwiches. Yeah, John Favreau. Just a warning. Just a warning. If you haven't seen it yet, get a sandwich. Depending ready by your side. what movie it is, John Favreau looks like he either has had a lot of sandwiches or he's been holding off on the sandwiches. Depending <laughs> on what movie you're watching him in, so he, uh, he fluctuates back and forth. Uh, earlier this week, just this is more of a clarification for everyone who may have been looking at news earlier this week, not from us, but this was a whirlwind. Chris. Dark this Phoenix. Like, <laughs> there's this. Canadian newspaper that came out and it said that they're going to be doing three, 2.5 to 3 weeks of reshoots this year everyone, it was in French they thought it said 2 to 3 months of reshoots this year for Dark Phoenix and the internet about exploded for like 3 <laughs> hours here uh, because they thought they were going to have to reshoot the whole Dark Phoenix movie but it's only 2.5 to 3 weeks which lines up with previous reports how much they only spend like 10 million on reshoots yeah like so. all movies basically have a couple weeks of reshoots so that's yeah. not too surprising and, and again knock on wood this is reshoots to just wrap this universe up and get it out of here we don't need yes. it anymore and if, and if you're not familiar with our theories on dark phoenix i am subscribing to chris's fan theory oh, where since uh since this movie technically takes place in the past it'll somehow dovetail right into the very first x-men movie which will make it a nice contained universe with a bunch of weird time travel uh, craziness that happens like in the middle of it. So you can sit down with your nice X-Men Fox box set and you can just watch it in one big circle. That's right. And you, you don't have to worry about what happened afterwards. It's all there. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then when you wonder why New Mutants isn't in that box set, it's because it's in the Deadpool box set. Yeah. They're going to put it in that one. <laughs> exactly. Deadpool can go exist on his own. Who is also trying to rewrite... Uh, X-Men Origins in his movie at the end of it. Either way, <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Um, anyway, Star Trek 4. I didn't expect to hear any announcements out of this today, but there's some weird news here. Uh, talks for Chris Pine and Chris Hensworth to return to this movie, because it's supposed to be a father-son time travel trip, have fallen completely apart with both parties walking away from the table. Oh, um, apparently they had deals in place since 2016 to come to this movie for Chris Pine and Chris Hensworth. 
But due to the underwhelming uh, box office performance of Star Trek Beyond, the studios asked them to essentially take a um, cut on their budget. Yeah, ah, okay. To do it, and they're like, really? Like we're like starring in the biggest movies from Marvel and DC right now. Like we're A list stars. Why would we take less money? So. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, I mean, yeah, Chris Pine, take him or leave him. I guess if he's not, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, because yeah. if he's not in the movie, you just kind of change the plot. You just go a different direction. Maybe don't include time travel that you have to over-explain. Like while you're, like I feel like the only reason they wanted to bring Chris Hemsworth in is because he's Thor, and you want Thor in your movie any way you can. Like, oh, remember we put him in a flashback at the very beginning of the first movie. Let's find a way to well, bring him back in with like science and a wormhole. The only thing I can think about that is they had time travel in this one. They could do it to set the next set of movies with different casts if they want to. Because yeah. Yeah, because it, without Chris Pine, I mean, you're talking about a totally different franchise. You have to you start gotta, over almost. Yeah, you got to have the captain. The captain is the whole reason uh, the Star Trek uh, universes exist. Like everybody, like pins the captain to the different seasons of the TV shows. It's not you can't just mm. have like no captain. So like I don't know what you do without Chris Pine. I guess like give him Chris Hemsworth's money. Like if he's not going to be in the movie, just give it to him. Yeah, but how do you prepare the next Star Trek for an entirely different cast? Because the movies before this only took from the TV shows. They were like, this is the TV mm-hmm. show cast. Let's put him in a movie. Like, where do you go after this if you want to continue this universe they've built that has been I mean, very it, successful? It seems like all the excitement is on the is on the CBS uh, All Access the, app right the now. Discovery. It, the, they're bringing yeah. Picard back to the movies, man. Yeah, that's where all the uh, that's where all the excitement is. So, and Tarantino was the other kind of X factor in these uh, Star Trek movies yeah. that were coming up. So. I mean, heck, I would go see a, any Tarantino movie uh, that had to do with Star Trek. So I don't. I guess Chris Pine wouldn't have to be in that one. Well, I don't Maybe think that's I don't how think he is. I think, but how do you? What's the bridge there? Like, what is that bridge? They usually I think try Tar- to keep them together. I think Tarantino would be your bridge. Just be like, hey, make whatever Star Trek movie you want. You can make it rated R. You can make it rated X if you really felt like you wanted to. Do whatever you wanted to do. You just can't have Captain Kirk. And then maybe he just goes wild and crazy, makes the most out of the out of the box crazy Star Trek movie ever, and then you just use that as your jumping off point. Just make the weirdest Star Trek movies in well, existence. I guess, I guess I want something connected, but you don't have to make because Star Trek movies necessarily aren't connected every time. I I feel I don't like know, the I'm not a Trekkie hype, person, I feel, so I feel like the hype has drained from the 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 cinematic version of Star Trek, you know. Mm. Like the the last movie kind of was uh more acceptable than the second movie, but it's not like they've been knocking them out of the park. So, I feel like you maybe just just put the IP aside for a little while and then maybe reboot it with a, a new generation. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they need to re- they just need to do something the, they need to do something we're, new. We're yeah. not the people to talk about no. this. <laughs> Either way, I would like to see Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth go pal around in a Star Trek movie. I would like yeah. to see that. But if Paramount's not going to give them the money, well, we're not going to get to see that. Mm. Halo, the movie, or TV series, not the video game, but the TV series based on the video game. You're going to break my neck with that kind of (laughs) U-turn of topics. (laughs) No, these are all in space, man. It's all space stuff here. Master Chief has been confirmed to be the lead character in Showtime series, which has put me to rest a little bit on this. I was very worried that they were not going to use him and do like, oh, this is some sort of military sergeant who only saw the battles that he was in. Do you want to... Do you want to see his face? No, I don't care. No. So they're gonna they're gonna cast some guy and just put him in a helmet the whole movie. Oh yeah, that's totally fine with me. He, he, I mean, <laughs> that's how you play the games. Like you don't have to see his face as long as he's talking and you know what his mission is. You don't need to see him. He's iconic I mean, enough as it is. 
I, I would say that would be weird because it's never ha- really happened before, but they kind of did that with Carl Urban with uh, Judge uh-huh. Dredd, but you got to see the lower part of his mouth, so you got to see him emote with his mouth a little bit. I think your main character in a series is going to have to emote somehow, so I think he's going to have to take that helmet off, unfortunately, Chris. I don't, I don't think he is. I, I, they've never done it in how many, how many, six, five, five uh, games, six, seven games. Um I is think, Steven I think, Spielberg still attached to this, like producer-wise? Yeah, he's like a producer, but like not hands-on producer. Um, no. he's taking the, that helmet a, off, Chris. He's taking that helmet off, whether you no, like it or not. He, he ain't taking it off. That, if they take it off, people will riot over this show. <laughs> no one will watch it. Um, what? Okay, listen, listen to me here. You know, we're towards the end of the episode. This mm-hmm. is where I like to speculate and throw uh, just crazy wild theories out there. So you're ready. The Showtime series has just launched. You know, it, it just dropped. You're sitting down, ready to watch it. There has been like no announcement for who Master Chief is going to be. He takes off his helmet at the end of the first episode, and it's Chris Hemsworth. What do you do? Are you okay with it now? No, no, I'm not okay with it. Wait, no, Thor? No, Thor they, is they, Master Chief. They've and you don't never like shown Master Chief ever, and they don't need to. I think it'll be fine. Who, who could it be if it had to be acceptable? Like The Rock? No, would that be okay? There's <laughs> no one I would want to be cast. If they did, I want it to be an unknown because it's not. It's his voice. They'd have to get. If I want to do any, I want to get the original voice actor from the video games to do the voice of this character. Oh, man. What if he's just like some just normal schlubby dad, and it's just like nope. We, as long as it sounds like him. I, I, as long as they don't take his helmet off, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't care. They know what to All do right. with Master Chief. But it's, All right. it's got a 10-episode first season, which is okay by me. 10 episodes, I love no. a 10-episode number. I he like ta- a nice he, 10. He takes the helmet off, and it's the guy that played Jango Fett. <laughs> oh, my God. What if he takes his helmet off, and it's another helmet underneath, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be hilarious. It's like C-3PO, and it's just like, what is going on here? It's a robot head now? <laughs> yeah. That's not even the right IP. What's... It's like no, it's an alien. It's like a covenant. It's yeah. just like what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe it's like a Medusa scenario where like he takes his helmet. Anyone who sees him just dies instantly. Like that's right, why he wears the right, helmet. Ride, ride in everybody and mm. let us know. I want to know what's the funniest helmet or the what's the funniest head that could be under that helmet and what's like actually the coolest person that could be under that helmet. And I say it's nothing. Sa- I say maybe nobody. It's, maybe it's Samus. Maybe it's uh, from Metroid. Yeah, and this is it's another. This is another Smash Brothers announcement. You know, they, at they the end of it, like, buy Smash Brothers now and play Samus in Master Chief's <laughs> armor. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. <laughs> and then the last stupidest thing I had here because I saw this when I was trying to find news for us this week. I came across Dora the Explorer in a live action movie, and I'm like, what the fuck am I seeing here? Like, I hate I to drop it know, like that, but I didn't. I didn't even know that they were making a live action Dora. I didn't either. Uh, this is the girl, girl from the last Transformers movie. Uh, the last night or whatever, you didn't watch girl, it. I don't think, but girl, you're gonna have to turn around and show us that. No, the backpack. The backpack. What's the backpack look like? Is it CG? Is it gonna be talking? Yeah. That looks like a normal Jan Sport to me. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to see an animated backpack. I'm I'm not gonna go see it. You got to see Swiper. That's what you said. You have to see the fully CG Swiper. Oh yeah, he's probably gonna like. I hope they make him like creepily like realistic looking. Like he just looks like this real weasel, and it's just like, am I in a Peter Rabbit movie? Yeah. What's going on here? I think the thing that the whole internet is talking about is like she seems like much young, much older. Uh-huh. Like I I think like the the character in the, in the television show. Like I don't. Why are we even talking? Because about? I didn't we, know this we, was happening, and you dropped these like bombs. I'm like, because I was like, I don't, I've never watched Dora, so I went and looked. And I'm like, this backpack has a face. 
How are they <laughs> gonna do the face backpack in this? And she's not even showing oh. it to us. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous that we have decided to talk about Dora. Look, uh, they dropped a Kim Possible sort of... trailer right before we started recording, <laughs> but I'm not putting that in here. But it's like on an intellectual level, I guess the character is is younger in the cartoon show. Uh-huh. So it looks like she's maybe an older teenager in this. I don't know what's going on here. Cross her over with Carmen San Diego. Make a whole universe. How many, out of it. I don't I don't know. How many cosplayers are gonna be dressed up as Dora next year, you think? Oh, it's so easy. All you gotta <laughs> do is get like a button up shirt and some orange shorts and you're halfway there. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it. I wanna do Dora. You watch there me. you go. Anyway. There is probably a bunch of kids out there. I have no idea what's excited. going on with this movie. I just got to see the backpack now. You you made Stay me look up the backpack, and now I'm like, <laughs> I got to see this backpack. Like, how goofy Stay is it looking? Stay tuned. Subscribe to the Superhero Site podcast to get all your Dora the Explorer and Don Quixote streaming service. <laughs> That's movies. right. So In the go. Sony's universe of ganky characters. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Chris. this is it. That's <laughs> because I put that on there last because it was so stupid. So we can, we can go now, Mike. Uh, people want to know what you're doing, and then you know if you're watching the, any other movie out of on a whim on HBO. Where can they find you at? <laughs> well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. You can find my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see what you're up to this summer. Where can they find you? Uh, besides out on the sidewalk catching Pokemon. Yeah, besides that, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N or Instagram Valdan eighty seven, or you can head over to Comic UI. Uh, Mike, if people listen to us and want to hear more of our stuff and all of our goofy predictions and, and Dora things, where can they find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com where you can get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out any of these images that we talked about this episode and you don't want to hunt them down, uh, you can check out our show notes. But also, if you watch us on video formats, uh, usually we have those uh, yep. uh, images pop up there for you. So that's awesome and some create all uh, multimedia that chris whips us for us so this thank was you. a weird weird way i was going to try to compliment you but well, anyway superheroes superhero slate.com you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube google play uh music or google Podcasts, it's google podcast now actually yeah I, I updated it say google's added their own podcast app so if you have the google podcast you can find us on there all right so apple and google podcast uh youtube soundcloud tune in stitcher iHeartRadio. you can like, like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store chris mm-hmm. uh, if you're a fan of the podcast uh, we love hearing from you uh let us know what you want out of that uh, master chief helmet <laughs> reach out on uh, twitter instagram drop a comment in the youtube uh we love hearing from you and we love reviews so if you want to head on over to like apple or google podcasts and drop us a uh, drop us a uh, uh, couple stars yeah. a comment we love that if you want to be a super if you want to be a super fan and you want to uh, sign a super fan at the bottom of your check when you go to applebee's next time you don't have to sign your name anymore you can just sign superhero slate super fan put it in the memo put it in the memo that's that's legal you can sign contracts with that but you have to be a super fan first and if you want to do that all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week that's right including next week and uh, also, next week we're going to be offering public notaries that you can just sign superhero slate as well. So yeah, we're, that's true. We're working on this. It's all it's all patent pending. Patent pending. Got to be a super fan though. Yeah, that's right. So uh, other than all that legal jumbo that we is not true, let's uh, let's get out of here, Mike, <laughs> before we get in trouble. All right, adios. See ya. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. And I was going to go into GameStop because it was like the first time like going into GameStop would actually mean something to me.